Pay and welcome to the fourth and final episode of a four-part collaboration between Shade and Convergence, the South London Gallery's platform for critical conversations, screenings and written commissions. Today I'm in conversation with Axel Cucoutier. Axel is a multi-award winning audio artist and poet. Let's delve in, I hope you enjoy. So hello, Axel. Thank you so much for joining us in this conversation at the South London Gallery today. Thank you. Hi. Thanks for having me. Hi. Well, we are going to be talking about the importance of sound today. So when I talk to my creative guests about the work they're doing now, I always like just to delve a little bit into their childhood first. So we're talking about the sounds that you were taking in as a child mm. from TV and radio. I was wondering when they first resonated with you specifically in terms of the feelings that you may have associated with certain sounds. And I ask this because some of your work that I've been listening to has incorporated media sounds, conversations and archival clips so powerfully that I thought that it really gave insight into the impact that our environmental messaging has on us. And then sound is so specific in terms of the memories and feelings that it evokes. And so I just wondered if if you think that some of the sounds of your childhood, the news clips and things that you have used in your work, mm. held a special resonance for you as a child. I mean that there are layers layers and layers I think like this whole podcast can just be based off of this one question because yeah. it, there are so many things that so many angles that you can take from this and I think um I've never actually thought about it in that way I think there's been a real drive perhaps sometimes when I'm trying to build pieces and build spaces or build montages that have a particular resonance emotionally it's got to hit a certain sense of nostalgia I guess is one thing or mm. I think sometimes when I'm doing workshops and uh, I'm trying to describe what I'm what I'm trying to do it's just like you're you're trying to crystallize an instinct that you had when you wanted to make it so whether you're working with a script or whether you're creating from zero and you're just trying to find sounds whether it's found sounds or whether it's uh recorded sounds or uh, a, mi- a mixture of the both you know you're trying to you're trying to recreate something I think as, a, as an artist as a creator whatever you want to call it I think mm. there is definitely a pursuit of the past in many respects that you're trying to capture something that meant something to you whether it was uh, 20 years ago whether it was yesterday but you're always kind of chasing that so I guess with sound in my past in my childhood and the medias I used to consume I, I think I didn't know it's really like when you reflecting now as you were asking the question and having a proper think mm. that there's one side where it was the music I remember realizing that for example the Prince of Egypt that that production that film that story it it, it hit so many things in so many different ways I think it's just like there are <laughs> I mean there are there's one song in it all I ever wanted for example and how that was uh, remixed in the 10 plagues for example and I never re- I never realized I was like oh he just transposed the same song in the same melody but uh-huh. just singing it completely differently it's just like oh that's why that's why mm-hmm. I really like this that's why that line that delivered line of this was my home as opposed to this is my home yeah. um was just something like it was like oh okay so it's it's what I'm doing now I think my, my work now is almost kind of like trying to illustrate trying to describe the things the devices the moments that I really enjoy to give words to that or just give space to that so like for example I used to consume a lot of uh, anime as a lot mm-hmm. of kids did at the, back in the day and my, one of my favorite shows was a series called Gundam Wing and it's essentially like Transformers but Japanese I think that's just the simplest way I can put it and they, instead of the, the Transformers having their own a life of their own they had that you had pilots that that would jump into their chest and 
pilot them the mechanics of their movements you know they had a jing and i listened to the soundtrack as well and they're not they're not long they're little splashes of moments and the sentiment the, the there were moments where the combination of the right soundtrack with hearing those robotic footsteps for example was just mm. it just it just did something for me that i didn't realize i i still can't describe it now but it's just it, it's just it's fun it's perfect it was just i could relate to it in in some way shape or form relating to a robot that's just like quietly about to self-destruct and save half of the nation that they were um, fighting for or something like that i don't know like it's, it's little things like that i remember as well jurassic park I mean, even to this day, whenever it comes on, my sister will never fail to mention, will remind me that the, the Velociraptor sound, I'm, I'm going to do it, sorry. Because like, oh, oh, something like that. When, yeah. when, they are, when they're looking for the two kids in the kitchen, for example, I think my mom's home, if you could, ha- if there was like a sonic fingerprint of just like the history, if there was a black box in, in the house, I think there will be a significant amount of Velociraptor imitations and me trying <laughs> to walk around like a T-Rex. And I think quite recently, for example, I discovered watching a composite video of the sounds that they did to layer the sounds of the t-rex for example and it just uh. it just blew my mind it's like what it wasn't it they weren't you just don't think about it but then after that um when they mentioned for example there were giant redwood trees la redwood trees that were falling mm. they captured that sound and layered that with what well, just like normal footsteps as a whole but for me like that, that idea of trees falling to represent the sound of a, a dinosaur it's like uh, yeah. you, i don't know like it just seems so natural like because you don't think anything else you don't you don't watch a t-rex step and think oh it sounds like a red no you just think that's the sound and whenever you lift the veil and reveal the mechanics behind it it's like oh it actually doesn't ruin the magic it actually makes it even more exciting yeah so like it was it was is all these things i guess little details from films whether it's the soundtrack combination with the sounds of a rocket or sounds I, I'm, I'm as i'm saying this a lot of sci-fi a lot of space that was definitely where my head was at that was mm. definitely what i connected to and with a lot more there was something emotionally in that kind of like i don't know the, the lonely space person or the, these fantastical creatures that of course they exist but we're, we're told otherwise they don't that kind of like yeah, yeah magic yeah, in that yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of was well yeah was something there and do you remember at which point you were so taken by this magic that you decided to immerse yourself fully into the potential that audio had in communicating your positioning within society. At what point did you decide or feel that it was right that you were going to choose to work within the medium of sound Mm. and that's the way that you wanted to tell stories? Wow, okay. I think biographically, if, if, if there was a timeline, the most obvious point where I myself consciously realized that there's a power in in storytelling with audio with sound would be when uh how to remember came out and the response for that I think I never ever anticipated that because for me it was such a personal production that I was just grateful for to finally give an opportunity to say and when I want to say finally I mean like I had this idea for three years and mm. procrastination or not really knowing what to say or not really knowing how to formulate the thoughts and the emotions in a comprehensive way so when I was given an opportunity in the shortcuts piece by Eleanor McDowell who Mm. I'm forever grateful for her and her executing skills and her encouragement and yeah everything because this was it was it was from my perspective my debut like I guess like my radio debut my storytelling debut and Mm. sound design debut as as a whole like everything as opposed to when I was younger it was music or it was poetry everything was quite separate I didn't know that what I was doing essentially when I was putting together my um my poetry pieces was essentially the same thing consciously I would say 
it's when How to Remember came out. I remember again as as a kid, probably like five or six, or maybe even yeah, four, four, six, whatever. When blank cassettes or cassettes that my mom wasn't listening to anymore, mom, can I just like record myself? And again, it was like a little radio show with my sister, yeah. um, and we were just yeah, just just sit in front of the radio, just chatting nonsense. But oh, that's you so know, <laughs> and just for fun, we'd listen and play back. You know, years would go by, we'd listen and play back, kind of thing like that. From using the medium to be, you know, to center yourself and realize you know like you've got you got however long a piece of tape 15 minutes of tape literal tape of like just chatting the most and like having the most free and fun space to do that that memory that I actually didn't I forgot about that memory wasn't until maybe again like this year last year when even after how to remember that I remembered my my link to telling stories or to yeah like centering myself for fun just telling that story of you and your your sister recording on the Mm. tapes it's just reminding me how important that freedom and that space of childhood Mm. how important it is for the formation of things that we don't you know we don't know how that's gonna Mm. reappear later on down the line or how those experiences are gonna affect us or you know how they've been embedded within us for the future and I'm and I'm glad that you mentioned how to remember because you know I've listened to that a good few times and I've definitely shared it a lot with friends it's like you've got to listen to this I just love it the way that you interdispersed clips from childhood memories so there were clips of your voice as a Mm. child in that (laughs) but you were exploring identity and I loved it that you moved between the lightness of the sounds of of childhood and your mum was calling your name like Axel Axel (laughs) and it was just like you're just instantly immersed in your childhood space and then Mm. there's a jolt and it quickly moves to clips like archival British media Mm. clips where blackness is portrayed as negative and Mm. god that you know we heard Thatcher's voice and like we just heard so much and and these sounds relate so perfectly to our everyday experiences of duality Mm. within society and I just wonder how the process is for you working on a piece like that when it is so personal like you did touch on on that you know it took Mm. took three years but just how does it feel for you as you're creating that piece and you know you're going to release something quite personal out into the world Oh, it's gosh. hard. It, it's it, hard. It's hard. It is. Hard. It is absolutely terrifying as well. You know, yeah. I think like it's the line that I had with me for the three years prior to the, prior to actually having three months to make it finally was you don't know what it means to be black because you don't know what it means to be one thing. That yeah. was what was has been circulating was still is for arguably the line that I've always had. I've always held and. It's it's it was forever my jumping point, and what this was, I guess, for me making this was a confession to uh, to all the things that I guess we've internalized. Essentially, that when describing race as a whole, there there it's it's more behavioral things rather than biological things. You know, I I like chicken because it's delicious, not because it's in my DNA. For example, yeah. you know, like the whole thing about rhythm. This is because we're encouraged as a family to dance. So of course you're gonna you're 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 more likely to to value that as a whole as opposed to another another art form. For example, mm. you know, it's 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 a real enmeshment of that. And then after that, you know, like again, when 
not being black enough. I guess it was kind of like really peeling away what I understood blackness to be. And then as a result, whiteness, because for me, in my experience, it was always that was a dichotomy. You know, forget Mm. all the other races, forget all the other kind of identifiers. Those are the two things that were pitted against forever. That was scary because in my head, am I sounding like this? Am I trying to remove myself from blackness? Am I trying to run away from something? Is this mm. is this a cowardly thing? Is this a confessional thing? Is this a break? I didn't know, you know. But it's like th- that, you know. Just turn that volume down. See what happens when you actually do finish what you're trying to say. Mm. If this if this piece was a shape, you know, how integral is this? You know, is the each face of the cube when you press on it does it still stay that 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 same way? The whole thing for me was like if this could if I could read this without the sound design, without the music and all these kind of things. It's like if I could just read it to you would you be able to understand where i'm coming from and what i'm mm. trying to say my trip to Cote d'Ivoire wasn't intended for this piece it was more just personal archival memories really like i think that's kind of like the theme of this all you know like even from the family montage that that, um, that we hear um mm. at the end and me hearing me growing up to my trip to Cote d'Ivoire it was all of this was just like for personal memories and then after that because like i i those tickets are expensive going back whether it's the caribbean whether it's yeah. in, in africa it's it's you know the, the, there's a real there's a conversation to be had about you know someone who was born from these places originally and like mm-hmm. the that 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 diasporica connection to just w- up and go as you please it's quite absolutely, yeah there's absolutely. another conversation with that yeah but like absolutely. um but there was something about that being like i don't know when i'm going to come back because i don't know when i can literally afford a ticket to come back mm-hmm. to see my grandma to see my family and to hear these sounds again and to enjoy them so let me just record everything from taxi trips to um uh, me visiting my grandma again for the first time so there's some nice like real like real um candid beautiful moments there that I, I will forever cherish and maybe again they will be shared in another piece but yeah like everything all of this I guess to, like to answer your question directly was used as a confessional thing of like I'm not trying to reconcile who I am I'm not trying to say I know anything in fact I'm saying I don't know <laughs> and like it, literally that's my first sentence I don't know I personally think it's quite nonsensical this this game that we're playing Tony Morrison says exactly that racism is a distraction then you know the whole thing about having that montage of the at the end with my family was just kind of like before I was black this is who I am I kind of feel like in common parlance we tend to we have a default or a reflex to polarize I think and I think because of that fabric that texture being there that's why doing something like this where I'm saying it's not either or it's and it's all it's gray all of that you know it's quite a scary thing to do it, it feels scary to say hey i actually i actually don't know you know like i actually i'm, I'm actually a bit confused about this and you know like should we shall we shall we investigate together should we try to be you know nice and brave and hold hold, hold hands into this in, into this interrogation of what we think blackness is and what we think whiteness is and you know be be be, be kind about it but look it in the eyes look at the, these things that are that we are all playing a part in sleepwalking in. The strength came from the confessional aspect of depicting and sharing the multiple identities. It really reminded me of the idea of the second sight that W.E.B. Dubois oh, talks yeah. about and the, the double seeing, especially as a black artist, you know, the idea that there's a veil which mm-hmm. divides us, you know, from the white gaze and its assumptions of us and mm-hmm. the realms in which we must function and the games that we play in, in order to, to, to get by. And I was just wondering if the act of writing and reading out your work... Mm relieves that tension yeah 
I mean, straight away, I would definitely say yes. There's definitely mm. like a cathartic element of being able to. I mean, because I, I, I mean, now because I have a, I have a ten month, ten month old now, so obviously I haven't had the time as much. But like to definitely to journal and 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 you know let that be the space and the place where I speak freely. You cannot remove yourself from society. You are mm. a colleague. You are a friend. You are a lover. You all these all these things to different people. So and if, mm. and if you are, aren't able to temporarily because I think that's the most we can ever try to do temporarily just carve a space for yourself to kind of sit in the waters that make you what you think you are and I say waters because it's it's, it's exactly that it's, it's, it's something that can be contained but not held if mm. that makes sense being conscious of it but trying to trying to imagine and trying to feel and trying to connect with how it is you are who you are without negations everything is in relation with everything everything Mm -hmm. else so I think once I understood that it's trying to find that in between that that nebulous that gray that subtle answer it's something that you you can't hold but you can always point to I guess and I think yeah with what Du Bois says about that that second sight it's 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 so true and I think it's 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 useful to the craft of speaking on a truth but there are layers to this there's a lot of cognitive dissonance trying to understand double sight as a whole whether you are black or not whether you can relate to it or not it's it's that that these are very deep psychological propositions that he's making you know and so it's definitely not shallow but it says a layer at the top of that and there's a bit beyond the sight of anyone as well that I'm just like that's where I wanna, <laughs> I wanna, I wanna swim in more. The social awareness of who you are and how you fit in whatever society you see yourself in. You know, there's that, but then after that, there's you beyond all of this too, and that's another layer closer to the core of existence, closer to the core of the self. How you then relate to that double consciousness is then even more interesting I think because then I feel like you know on one hand it doesn't matter how you see yourself I'm less inspired to code switch because it's all you you feel a bit a bit more empowered because people are judging you on that it means that it's, it's, it's a very superficial thing you are but then again equally you have to respect that because that's the difference between getting the funding and not it's it's annoying to learn how to play this kind of game and feel beyond it feel above it mm. but understanding you're almost kind of repurposing why you have to do it as opposed to just feeling victimized by the need to do it you almost kind of like it brings new meaning to why you do it almost Mm. because you understand that you've you've gone beyond that awareness of the double consciousness to end this conversation i i I hope you're comfortable with me Mm. asking um, but i would really love it if you could share a short piece of writing of your choice either of your own work or of work that inspires you and maybe something that you come back to Again, for a sense of grounding. Absolutely. Integrity transcript. I've actually had the book, but again, that's because I forgot. Here we go. And then after that... I can't even imagine what your computer hard drive is like. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> oh my gosh. The way I had to... Well, this, this year has been the year of the upgrade. This piece in itself is something I listen to. It has its own cycle of when I systematically listen to it because it really does describe the cycle of uh, creativity and the courage that one needs to dig up essentially it's the artist's struggle for integrity yeah I love it I think it's so interesting that you've chosen that piece because that is the piece that I used as like the, the focal point for the whole series to keep referring back to this whole season so yeah oh, really great 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 you must understand that your pain is trivial except insofar as you can use it 
to connect with other people's pain. And insofar as you can do that with your pain, you can be released from it. And then hopefully it works the other way around too. Insofar as I can tell you what it is to suffer, perhaps I can help you to suffer less. And that, yeah, from James Baldwin's Artist Struggle for Integrity, it's just, I I go back to listening to this because it's just whenever I feel like I'm running low in any way, shape or form, or I've got a mind block, just this whole process in how he describes the the artist's awakening of realize how different they are or what they seem to see is, is disconnected from what people choose not to see or turn a blind eye to or it's just and then it has the courage to speak on that the audio world is exactly the space where you don't need to be even fit somewhere you just need to create and somehow people gravitate towards the work and that's it's a wonderful and special thing to happen thank you so much axel that was a, a beautiful ending to a wonderful conversation and to the whole series thank you for sharing your time with us today i appreciate it absolutely the pleasure is all mine thank you very much